is unlike any you have ever seen before. It is for a movie that goes beyond temporary fear to everlasting terror. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are, but you're probably in your house because you know the score. It's lockdown. It's lockdown. Super tap, baby. And my name is Malachi J. Matthews, and I'm joined, as always, by Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood hungover. Fletch. How's it going? Hello, you are right? Yeah, you feeling a bit delicate? No, I'm okay. Did some boozing last night, didn't you? Because we, we did some, we had an online do time, drank some booze in the, in the chat room. We didn't go on a chat room, it's not the 90s. We did MSN to each other. <laughs> we went on AOL a... and some older bloke tried to get pictures of us. I hope you enjoyed your lockdown birthday. It's a shame we couldn't actually do anything. We did watch another film. We did a 1985 bit of Italian gore action. Fletcher, what have we done this week on Lockdown Super Tap Film Club? This morning, <laughs> I watched... Well, not even this morning. Like, an hour ago. Not even an hour ago. <laughs> Get on with it. 30 minutes ago, I watched Dario Argento's Demons. Yes, mate. 1985. Demons, or as it's known in Italy, Demoni. It's about demons. <laughs> it is about demons. So we've gone back to Italy. We frequent to Italy quite often, as the, uh, you know, as the phrase would suggest, for Italian horror, Italian sci-fi. And Dario Argento is one of the best, one of the daddies of uh, Italian horror, directed by Lamberto Bava. It's the first of the demon films. There is two demons films. There's also... There's a couple of films that claim to be Demons 3, 4, 5 and 6, but they've got fuck all to do with the rest of them. They're they're not Demons films, but the the first two are amazing. Uh, Had you seen this film before, Fletch? No, I I literally never watched a Dario Argento film in my life. I actually haven't. Well, this is great. I fucking love it. I remember seeing this, the iconic scene when all of the Demons are coming up the stairs with this neon behind them and they've got bright eyes. That was the front cover of the, the VHS, and I remember seeing that all the time. That along with Day in the Dead, where it was all the faces smushed together. <laughs> Do you reckon you can go an entire episode without saying the word neon? Not with this film, mate. Jesus Christ. Or any. Like, Do you well, reckon you could ever... Probably. Oh, my God. Hang on. The film just magically started playing on my telly by itself. Did it? Yeah, can you hear it? No, I can't. What, was it? what is it? The film we're discussing? Yeah. The haunted film has started on your... Fi- I, Jesus Christ. I swear the to film- God, Mitelli just started playing it. Can you hear, not hear the rad soundtrack? Oh, the soundtrack. Well, that was what I was going to say. Straight off the, the fucking bat, that... I'm literally just trying to stop it. Don't start talking about it. Oh, what's going on? Oh, no, it's the haunted film. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is a film about a haunted film. And uh, it seems to be happening in Fletcher's house as we're talking about it. I need to, I need to turn it off. Destroy the PlayStation. It's Destroy cursed. my PS4. It's cursed. It is clearly cursed. Okay, right. I'm just going to go and smash up my PlayStation. Okay. It's quite worrying. Okay, I've done it. I'm not... I don't... I think I might have overreacted. Yeah, what... <laughs> did you touch... Did you accidentally press play on it? No, I was just sat on my phone. I don't know. 
Oh, it doesn't matter. Don't think, don't overthink it, mate. So this is a film set in Berlin. It's an Italian film in English set in Berlin, which is, uh, you know, quite the European cocktail. As Fletcher says, this this soundtrack to this film is fucking banging. And it's the, the first thing that hits you as soon as it starts. The film starts with a girl, Cheryl. She's on a metro train. And you, you can almost smell the fucking 80s coming out of the screen. The soundtrack is like... Everyone looks like a punk because it's the 80s, not street punks. They're just, they're nice. Everyone just had pink hair. Do you know what I mean? She's on this Berlin train. They go through a tunnel and she sees in the reflection in the darkness, a man with half a metal face, half masked. She looks around and he's not actually there in real life. She's only there in the reflection. The train stops and she gets off in the station and it basically empties out dead quick. The soundtrack stops. She looks around. Last week, we talked about evil clip-clop shoes. Mate, they're back. Evil clip-clop shoes come in, and she's like, shit, there's somebody here. The soundtrack goes, again, and she pegs it up the escalators. And then at the top of the escalators, the half-masked street punk zombie man jumps out. And she's like, oh, fucking hell. The answer, golden ticket. A golden ticket for a... uh, a screening at a cinema called the Metropole that's tonight at 6 p.m. And she notices that the guy is handing out flyers. And she goes up to him and she asks him, like, you dressed, is this a costume from the film? Is this for promoting the film? And he just, like, looks at her. Yeah, considering that first time she sees him, she fucking pegs it because he looks like he's got a scary Phantom of the Opera metal mask on. Yeah. But then, like, as soon as, as soon as she, like, he gives her the flyer, she's, like, prodding him and, like, why are you dressed like that? Oh, it's a film, is it? A costume. Can I have another ticket? Yeah. Me? And then she starts, like, pouring at him, like, oi, oi, oi. Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I thought you were scared of him. She goes from not being scared to really bothersome towards him really yeah. quickly. Just wants to be really involved in it straight away. What I love about these films, the Demons films in particular, is the dubbing on it is incredible. Like some of the voices that they use, we'll get to the pimp. The pimp voice is the best voice overdub I've ever heard in a film, I think. But yeah, she goes to meet her friend, Kathy, outside. They're, they're at university in Berlin, Fletch. They're, they're high-flying Americans in Europe. Uh, they're supposed to be going to university that night, but she's got these tickets. She's got two of them, two of them to the Metropole. And they're like, what is this? There's a sneak preview of a film, you know, like a test screening, something like that. And they're like, well, I'd rather go to this then go to college because college is for squares. Yeah, I mean, I'd go if a, if a, if a half metal faced man gave me a golden ticket, I'd be there straight away. You can go to the Metropole now, you know. Well, I might actually. I, I'm thinking once all this lockdown situation is over, I definitely, definitely need to go on a fucking holiday. So yeah, Europe. I haven't been to Europe for a while. I've been meaning. I've actually been meaning to go to Berlin. It'd be nice to go to Europe, because the only times I've ever really been to Europe in the past couple of years is when I've been doing stuff with the bands. It's basically working. Well, it's not work. You know what I mean, but I'd like to go and actually spend some time at places like the Metropole. But the Metropole looks sick. Neon signs, mate. You said I lasted about 10 minutes without saying neon. But there's a very neon-heavy film, this. They do, like, horror conventions there sometimes, because it's the location for a Terry Argento film. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, the location's great. There's a, there's a uh, sexy yet spooky stewardess setting up the cinema. She's, sp- she's turning on the neon lights. The, the movie posters, one of which is for fucking Terminator, which is straight out of the back, yeah, and a poster for an ACDC album. In the lobby, 
there is a scrambler bike with a dummy on its back in a samurai costume with a sword. And in its hand, it holds the silver demon mask that is the same as half of the man's face that we saw on the train earlier on. Coincidence? Well. Well, no, because he gave her the flyer, so. No, you know, that's, yeah. So Cheryl and a friend, uh, Cassie, Cheryl, Cheryl and Cassie find the venue. There it is right in front of them. They got their tickets. They got tickets in hand. They're looking up at the neon sign. And Kathy says, I hope it's not a horror film. This. I'm not very good at horror films. Me neither. No, no. I well, can relate. Yeah. The girls stand outside the ominous building with tickets in hand. And they say, are you sure we should cut class to go to this film screening? <laughs> I mean, they could have turned back then, Fletch. That is the <laughs> fork in the road for these, uh, these young ladies. People are arriving for the screening for, from all walks of life. Everyone seems to be going to the, there's, a, there's only a select few people there, but they've got one from every category of society. There's an old couple there. Who hate each other. They fucking hate each other. The lady says, oh, that's, you know what? I, I can't ever remember there being a cinema here. And Frank, her husband, goes, that's because you can't remember fucking anything. She goes, all right, all right, it's, 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 calm down. It's our anniversary today. He's like, yeah, I've taken you to the fucking pictures. Shut up. And that's God, basically, he's horrible. What he <laughs> basically what he says, isn't it? Oh, so I he hope said, he dies. So bearing in mind as well, he would have only got this ticket this afternoon. So he, he had no plans for that anniversary whatsoever, Fletch. <laughs> it's a free gift. It's a golden ticket. We talked about the Scrambler. Two dudes are checking out the Scrambler. They're like, great bike, huh? While they're checking out the Scrambler, they notice our two heroines walking in. And they say, forget the bike. Let's go chat up those ladies. Uh, the ladies are f- having a bit of uh, trouble with a vending machine. So they go over and they help them. They give them a can of cool, refreshing Coca-Cola. What was that in the background? Does the film come back on? The, my phone just went off. All right. <laughs> I was about to like stop. We're going to have to cut this one off. We we appear to have we appear to have tapped into something on the other side that's trying to get through to Fletch's flat. I'm having a technological nightmare. It turns out. Yeah, I it's mean, this like is what, death spa. This is what's happening, mate. We're we we live in it. This we're, is like maximum slowly, overdrive. Yeah, we're slowly being absorbed by the uh, fabric of the tatosphere to the point where we're going to be living in one of these films soon. I mean, we are. We can't go out. Right. Blind people going to the cinema. What's the point in that? Well, I mean, some blind people do go to the cinema. I know. Sorry, that sounds terrible. But to be fair, in the context of this film, it is intended as a joke. There's a blind fella there. Bernard. Blind Bernard. And his, his aide, Liz. They arrive. And oh, as they arrive, God. his name is Blind Bernard. Yeah. Big old Blind Bernard. OK. As, as he walks into the lobby... He brushes his hand across the mat, the mask hanging in the samurai dummy's hand on the, on the back of the scrambler. Yeah. What a sentence. What a sentence that is, yeah. So he touches the mask and he's afeard. He's like, oh, he's like, Liz, don't touch that. Do not touch that mask. And she's like, what mask? The mask is gone because a hooker that looks like sexy Rick James has put it straight on her face. That's a hooker it. who looks like sexy Rick James. <laughs> Yeah, she's got hair like Rick James and red spandex on. Okay, where's saying, the hooker part come from? Because they're hookers. How do you know? Because he said that's what they say later on in the film. Do they? Yes, yeah, they do, yeah. That he's a pimp. And he's a pimp, yeah. The pimp with the best voice in the film is like, here, cut it, baby. <laughs> and then she does cut her face on the mask and he says, 
that'll teach you to touch things that aren't yours. Hang on, so he's a pimp and he's just taking two of his girls out to the cinema? Yeah, they're just going to the cinema. All walks of life, mate. All walks of life are included in this. But um, the, the girls... Do you know when I, work- sometimes I think I'm just too innocent to yeah. understand some things? Some things happen now, I'm just like, why is he doing that? And it turns out it's something either really sinister or really, like, promiscuous. And I'm just like, what's going on there? Well, um, Rosemary, <laughs> the first lady, the sexy Rick James, uh, she's played by a lady called Goretta Goretta. Now, she is in loads and loads of Italian tap. One in particular, Fletch, that we are doing pretty soon on the show. She's in the Italian version of Terminator 2. Shocking dark. She's basically the Ripley character in that. Ooh. Yeah, so she, yeah, she's in loads of stuff. Welcome to the club, Goretta Goretta. The boys that we talked about, the, the good-looking hunks, the heroes of the piece, George and Ken, big Ken, big George. <laughs> Why is everyone big? I don't know. The, the auditorium is filling up with the people from all walks of life, and the, the boys go and sit with the girls. The light's lower. The blind man is sat at the back. It's, Liz is getting ready to explain the film to him, and the film begins with metal. I think it's Motley Crue. It's definitely metal. There's two couples on motorbikes on the screen, like the one in the lobby, and they're approaching a really scary house. A girl says, hey, look, there's an inscription on this. What does it say? Says a guy on the bike. The guy on the bike, Fletch, is the same guy. It's the half mass man who gave her the flyer at the start of the film. And, but they're um, watching a film. So is the film real then? What do you mean, is the film real? Like, is the film real? Because he's in the film, but now he's outside the film. Well, we'll see. We'll see, Fletch, how it pans out. Uh, the girl confused in the, already. The girl in the film on, <laughs> on the screen says that basically they're, they're looking for Nostradamus's tomb, and he's buried here, and they're going to dig him up. And uh, one girl says, Nostradamus, that sounds like a rap group to me. <laughs> oh. They explain in the film about Nostradamus, and you know who Nostradamus is. He predicted Hitler, COVID-19, and the coming of the demons. Um, um, whatever, you, whatever you like, whatever you whatever like. Yeah. He said some really vague things that can be interpreted to predict. Whatever you like, just do what one, you like with it. One day there will be a war. And do you know what, Fletch? There was. Do you know what? There's been tons. <laughs> Nostradamus did say about the coming of the demons, though, and uh, they say in the film, "Thank God that this hasn't happened, not yet, anyway." But there is still time. Kathy's like, "Fucking horror film, mate! I told you this was going to be a horror film. I'm going to shit myself. If I have a heart attack, this is your fault." George looks over and says, "If you guys get scared, I'll hold your hand because I'm smooth, smooth, George." The blind man is asking Liz to explain what's going on in the screen. He says, Liz, what's happening, Liz? She just says, oh, yeah, they're going down into a crypt, Bernard. It's dark. He says, are they scared, Liz? Yes, yes, Bernard. They're shitting it. How could he can sense the evil? Is it because he's blind and his other senses are heightened? Well, maybe that's what it is, yeah. He, can just, he just knows something's not right. Uh, the pimp and his two girls get told off for smoking Big Jeffs during the film. <laughs> they're, they're not, they're Jeff. just smoking fags. Oh, they just smoke. You can't say fags because it's an American thing, so I'll say cigarettes. What? People know what fags Can't say are. fags. We don't have any Americans. We're British. We say fags. No. You know, once when I was in Australia, I went into a bar and I asked them where the fag machine is. What did they say? He was just staring at me like, what does he mean? 
is the fag machine. It's the fag machine. Can you point me to the fag machine, please? It's some big burly guy in the corner. <laughs> no. So the, the pimp and his girls get told off for smoking cigarettes in the cinema. And the old man, miserable Frank's like, poor hookers. They get fucking everywhere. And his wife says, what's it? You just ignore them, Frank. He's just an arsehole. Is that how you know they're hookers? Yeah, and it says that they, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So just on that, this guy's no, assumption. They are. Don't be argumentative. <laughs> they are. I'm not being argumentative. Oh. Saying, I mean, he's a, he's a confirmed arsehole. That's the only thing we know about him. Well, yeah. Well, Liz is explaining the film, too. He says, Liz, are you scared? Yes, I am. A shady fella comes, sits, sits next to Liz, and he starts getting on with her next to the blind fella. He ain't got a clue. So he's talking about his heightened senses. He doesn't know someone's diddling, like, feet away from him. The teens on the screen find the tomb of Nostradamus. Inside it, there's a book and the mask that's hanging on the one, the thing in the lobby. The teen boy in the, in the film reads from the book, and he says, it says that the demons are instruments of evil. And the other teen, the other teen guy put the, puts the mask on. And he goes like, eh, trick or treat. And he cuts his face on the mask, very much like Rosemary did earlier on at the start when she was mucking about when they turned up at the cinema. And he says, don't do that. It says in this book here, anyone who be- puts this mask on becomes a demon, an instrument of evil. And the pimp goes, ha, now we know why you look so good in it, baby. <laughs> and they laugh because they're just having bands. But Greta has got the same thing on her face. There's massive scratch in the same place, and it's starting to bother her. So she says, I'm going to go to the toilet. I'm going to go to the toilet. And she's out. while she's out, the other girl says, hey, Tony. He says, hmm? He says, you see that? The same thing is happening in the movie. It's happening here, right here with Rosemary's face. And he says, that's a bunch of shit, baby. And Greta is a, Greta's in a bad way in the toilet. Her face is bleeding. She's panicking. It won't stop bleeding. And as she's looking in the mirror, fucker explodes ew this is a bit gross this is the whole film is fucking gross it's brilliant but yeah oh the there's a bit that happens like much later on that is just that just grossed me right out all right cut back to the film on screen and it's all fucking kicked off there's a young couple in the audience they're hugging in fear fear this is tom and hannah hannah's like it is over is it over tom he's like it's just a movie just just remember it's just a movie pimp guy says what the hell happened to rosemary the other girl goes to check on her in the toilet. And the old couple are now complaining that the film's too bloody. They're like, Frank, this is too violent. He says, shut the fuck up, Ruth. <laughs> Happy anniversary. In the ladies' toilet, Rosemary's hiding in the stall. And the other girl goes in, to, goes in to see if she's all right. She pushes the stall door open. She's like, Rosemary, you okay? She don't look okay, Fletch, does she? Her hand seems different. Green, demon, zombified. She's like, Rosemary, you okay? And she turns around. And she's clearly not okay. She's vomiting green stuff. Her eyes are all red. And she lunges at the other girl. Green slime coming from her mouth. And she scratches the other girl around the neck. And she's just like, ugh. Finger rolls in her flesh. It's really gross, this film. It's really good. And she runs. She just runs into like a maze of curtains for ages. And then when she comes out of the maze of curtains, she's at the back. She's at the back of the screen that uh, the audience are watching, the, the, uh, the silver screen. The audience are wincing in horror at the violence on the movie screen in front of them, unaware of the real-life horror that is actually happening feet behind the silver screen. Couples hug and gasp and hold hands for the scary movie. The blind man is alone. 
Liz is gone. She's diddling the man in the curtain zone that we were just talking about. Liz, where are you? Liz! The blind dude is now looking for Liz everywhere. He's like wandering around. But she's in the curtains. Zombie fucking demon Rosemary from over the other side spots these two lovers of ill repute. And she goes over to their bit. She sneaks in. The girl behind the screen. Now her neck wound is starting to pulse and throb. And it fucking explodes even worse than the first girl. And she's just screaming in agony behind the screen. Green goo exploding from her neck holes and guitar solos ripping through the air of the soundtrack. She begins to try to push her way through the screen to the other side. The audience watched the violence on the horror film screen. The screen sounds so real. The, se- the screen sounds so real. That's actually here, somebody says in the audience. And then the girl breaks through the, breaks through the screen just as there's a knife on screen. So it looks like she's being cut out of the screen. Someone's cutting through a tent. Yeah, and she and then she like comes out of the hole in the tent. It's really good. Yeah, <laughs> and she just falls down, limp, flips onto the uh, stage in the auditorium, and the and the crowd are like, "Oh fuck, oh no, this is all going bad. It's all going bad very quickly." So they all rush over to see if she's okay. The bloke does. Holy shit, she's a friend of mine. That's what he says. Yeah, yeah. It's he all... doesn't say she's a hooker of mine. Just saying. No. Yeah, it's all kicking off now. They're all like, "Fuck, she's in a right state." The curtain was Rosemary goes in, fucking strangles, ties them together by their throats <laughs> and just strangles them to death and then throws the man over the edge and just hangs him, dingle dangle like a scarecrow man. Cheryl turns around to her friend. She's like, I'm really sorry. This is all my fault. We should never have bumped off college and come to this. This is a fucking disaster. It's all happening now in real life like it is on the movie screen, Fletch. There's that a lesson what... to be learned there, isn't there? Stay at school. Don't bunk off school or you'll you'll get murdered by demons. Don't cheat on your blind husband or whatever, because you'll get murdered by demons. What about the other two? Oh, you know, everything. Don't don't, don't smoke in the cinema. You'll get murdered by demons. <laughs> don't be horrible to your wife. I mean, it is. They're all arseholes, really, aren't they? Well, yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Oh, the fucking transformation of the girl that comes through the screen now is fucking awesome. So the girl who falls through the screen, she's obviously been slashed by the, the demon in the toilets, and she starts to transform, and the transformation is sickening, and it's really good. Like, first of all, her fingers, her fingernails come out, and they just sort of, like, plip off, and then big fingernails come out of them, and then she starts, like, vomiting green slime, and then her teeth start falling out. Some really prime body horror going on here. Apparently, they found that the thing that makes people, gives, gives people, like, the, the gross-out thing the most is yeah. teeth and hair. Yeah, well, there's a lot that it, I mean, I remember because I said I saw this one when I was, oh, well, it's probably about 15, 16 when I saw this. And that is the bit that always sticks in my head from this is the bit with the teeth falling out. Yeah, it's just her, her demon teeth are like pushing through and pushing out her normal teeth. Yeah, apparently anything with teeth and hair, just, just like disembodied teeth and hair gives people the biggest reaction. So you'll often see that in horror films. Well, especially, same... especially like gross-out ones like this, well, body there's, horror. There's, yeah, so yeah, the the pimp guy's like, everybody run, and they all just fucking run into a blind panic. Frank, the old fella, gets his throat ripped out by Rosemary. Blind panic all over the place. The blind, the blind man finds Liz's body on the floor. He's not happy. Then fucking Rosemary pulls his eyes out. Quite gory <laughs> this is, isn't it? Oh, it is. I mean, you watched this with a hangover relatively early in the day, did it? Uh... 
Did it go down well? Yeah, I've just eaten like biscuits since yesterday, so I feel yeah, okay. But yeah, the combination like it's bright red blood and bright green vomit. The audience are trapped inside the cinema. The doors are locked and they pull and scratch at the doors, but they cannot get out, Fletch. George goes into a panic and he just goes, there has to be an explanation at the top of his face. There's a lot of people grabbing each other and shouting at each other in this. Yeah, in, in panic. So a lot of, don't you see? Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> holding people by, by the lapels as you shout exposition at them. The pimp guy takes control of the situation. It's like, quiet, like, we need to find an emergency exit. And they all just run off in a panic crowd with no organisation whatsoever. One lady goes into a stockroom, just completely wanders off from the, from the crowd. And she gets her scalp ripped off her head by Rosemary the Demon. <laughs> Yum. And the boys hear the, the scout lady screaming. So they all rush over and try and trap the demon in that stock room with the help of the pimp and a vending machine that they just slam against the door. And then it all goes calm for a little bit. And they're like, fucking hell. So one guy says, I didn't think we were going to make it. And then the girl says, it's the movie. I can't explain it, but it's the movie. The pimp says, she's right. She put on the mask just like in the film. She got a scratch just like in the film. And then she became a demon. It's the damn movie. We got to stop it. We got to stop the movie. So they run off trying to find the projection booth. I suppose that's logical, isn't it? Yeah. Hannah of the young couple is still downstairs, Fletch. She's on her own. She's crawling around and hiding. Shit. She's got separated from the group. The pimp pounds on the door of the projection room and they break in. When they get in there, there's nobody there, Fletch. There's just very modern computerized automatic projections and they're like this means there was nobody ever here at all and the pimp just flies into a rage and he goes smash everything smash it all to bits and they start smashing the projector and the film stops are you enjoying it so far fletch what do you think of this film it's all right isn't it? outside on the neon berlin city streets a car playing go west is driving around this car is that's fixed. what fucking song it was i was racking my brains earlier the soundtrack to this film it's almost perfect this film so yeah the car that's driving around is a car full of street punks doing cocaine out of a can of coke yeah is that a thing i don't know i don't know is this just me being really innocent again it seems like a lot of cocaine to me a can full of coke do you know what i mean and it i don't know it doesn't seem very practical yeah also, wouldn't it be really sticky inside? Yeah, if you had a bit of residue in there, that's not going to do you any good. Yeah, you'd lose most of it. Yeah. Well, inside the theatre, the pimp is leading the survivors, and it's like, we need to find a way out. They find the blind man. He stands up, eyeless, and he says, it's not the movie. I say, what, what are you saying, blind old fella? What do you mean? He says, it's the building. It's this theatre. The whole place is cursed. He's just walking around with no eyes now, isn't he? Yeah, just wandering around willy-nilly. All the lights go out and the pimp goes, fucking hell, they're still in here. It's like, of course they're still in there. Where, where do you think they're going to go? Just, <laughs> just leave. Yeah, and he's like, they ain't going to get me, that's for sure. And he's, he picks up Liz's body and he's going to chuck her over into the stalls for the demons to eat. Blind Bernard's not having it. He's like, don't chuck her over there, don't chuck her over there. And George is like, she's dead, leave her where she is. And he's like, I'm chuck her over there because she's going to turn into one of them zombie fellas and chomp us all down like biscuits soon. You're going to have to give me a hand chucking her over. It's the true. Pimp, yeah. The pink 
chucks her over the edge. And then there's a scream, fucking scream. It's bloody Frank. It's Marty Frank with his throat slit out. He comes and he, he's gone full demon and he attacks the pimp, but the pimp stabs him up. He stabs him up proper. And then he, he falls. <laughs> Frank falls over the balcony and smashes through the chairs and then attacks Hannah, who's down on the bottom. But it doesn't, but he just vomits all over her. Well, he's been stabbed all up, so he just bleeds all over her. Just bleeds all over her, and there's blood everywhere. He's just like gushing on her. <laughs> a car full of punks outside, still driving around doing coke. The coke's good. Ripper, the man driving the car, says, This shit could wake up the dead. The irony, Fletch. If only they knew what was going on feet away from them. The survivors decide that they're going to barricade themselves into the auditorium with piles and piles of chairs. George is trying to get rid of the, uh, the cord. Mr. Curtin Loverman was, is dangling on because he's like, he's going to climb back up here and chomp us down. The pimp gives him a knife and says, don't untie it, cut it. But he doesn't get time to cut it because the, the pimp turns around, the demon jumps out and bites his, le- bites his leg. And then the fucking Curtin Loverman has climbed back up the, the fucking thing and grabbed him. He falls off. And then the pimp is hanging there. No, wait, wait. This is the bit that really fucking grossed me out. Right, what happened? Because he comes up behind him, he jumps up on the balcony behind him, and he grabs it, and he grabs that geezer, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's holding him, and the guy's got his head leaning back, and he's like, ah, like that, with his mouth open. Yeah. And the guy's got the the green gun stuff coming out of his mouth, the demon man. Yeah. And he draws it into the yeah. other guy's mouth. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, I bet afterwards, like after they said cut, that guy was like, "You fucking drooled him on <laughs> It was so yeah. disgusting. And he's just hanging on the rope, and the demons are just eating him. And he's just like a like a soap on a rope, but in food terms, he's like a big doner kebab, isn't he? Just swinging, just swinging, just t- gently turning around. Hannah is reunited with Tom, her boyfriend, in the curtain zone. And she says, he says, you're bleeding. She says, it's all right. I'm not bleeding. That guy just puked a shit ton of blood up over me. It's not my blood. But you've got a scratch on your face, Tom. He says, it's nothing. It'll be fine. Probably won't. I, I, I hope it is fine, though. They hug. They're safe for now. Billy Idol plays. The punks driving around uh, the night streets of Berlin doing coke. Uh, they drive past. They're actually right outside the cinema now, Fletch. And they drop, one of the punks drops the can of Coke on the floor. And Ripper goes fucking batshit. He's like, pick all that up. That's going cost a fortune. So they spend ages picking all the cocaine up. Do you know that was the bit that got censored from this film? What, the cocaine? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know Apparently that. Apparently it was very, very controversial. Just them spilling the cocaine everywhere and just being like, give me that cocaine. Well, he like, stops the car and he makes them pick it all up. Yeah, the cocaine is is the bit that got cut out of the film. I mean, I think there was a, I think there was, um, you know, depending on where you watched it, you know, be censored to varying degrees, obviously. But that was that was the uh, the cocaine bit was the most censored. Uh, is that is really odd? I think ridiculous fantasy violence is one thing, but just yeah. actual drugs. Even though it's just still a bit ridiculous because they're snoring out of a coke can, but whatever. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's just a bit more real. If you get what I mean. Yeah. 
yeah. Inside the theatre, the boys are panicking. He's like, I don't think these chair barricades are going to stop them. And he's like, no, I don't think they are either. I'll tell you one thing I do know. That is the last complimentary ticket I ever accept. They have a bit of a lap and then they realise the gravity of the situation and get back on with building barricades. Because we could really do with the cavalry to come and save us any time now. Punks are outside. Could they be the saviors? They're listening to Billy Idol outside. 49 minutes, 28, Fletch. Cocaine boob nipple bit. I felt really uncomfortable with this. Yeah, it was really uncomfortable, wasn't it? What, are they, what is their function in this film? Street punks. They're just street punks driving around. <laughs> just because they, we needed some street punks, really. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's the 80s, mate. 87. Considering street. this isn't a really street punky sort of film, there's actually quite a big street punk representation going on here. Oh, it's some of the best street punk work I've ever seen in this, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not just them, but right at the beginning on the uh, on the train. Yeah, just the extras. That's what I mean, just the extras. <laughs> yeah, there's loads of street punkery going on. So the cast, the, the Billy Idol song stops and they can hear banging. It's like, shh, can you hear that noise? Thud, thud, thud. And Ripper says, it's coming from the theatre. It must be a film. And they're like, that's not a film soundtrack. And the girl says, yeah, well, what is it then? And they laugh and they do some more cocaine. Kathy at one point says, stop, stop banging for a second. The chairs are moving. I think, well, I didn't understand this. The stairs, the, the chairs start moving. So they start moving them out of the way because they think they're going to get rescued. But it's just the blind man crawling around in the chairs. Yeah, they just all panic. They all panic, yeah. George goes into a blind panic and breaks a hole in the wall and it reveals a secret slimy room and they all go right, right in it straight away. While all this is happening, the young couple that got separated from the group are downstairs. The others continue to smash through the wall and they reveal the slimy room and a corridor <laughs> goes through. At the end of the corridor, there's just a bricked up room and everyone flies into a panic. They, they like split, split into groups of two. And one of the two blinds goes into a blind panic while the other one slaps them and tells them to calm down. <laughs> Outside, the police pull up to the car full of coke punks and they're like, hey, kids. They say, like, shit, everybody out the car, hands on the trunks. And the punks run into a neon soaked alleyway. Shit, it's a dead end, Fletcher. The punks panic. And they're like, we're trapped, damn it. The trap, we're trapped out here. But a door opens and they're like, what the fuck? And they just go into it. The police can't get in. The door is shut. But when they get there, they hear a sound They're like, hey, I can hear a sound. It's coming from behind the car. They go to the behind the car. There's fucking no eyes on the floor. They're like, oh, you're right, buddy. And he goes, and he demonizes them. He starts eating them. He destroys the policeman outside. The young couple have found a way out, or at least they think. They're crawling through a tunnel, through a vent. The boy is looking pretty, pretty peaky. He's struggling, Fretch. But he's like, hang on. I can hear the scritchy, scratchy, scratchy demon fingers coming after us. And the girlfriend's going, no, we're going to make it. This was a great idea. He's like, no, something keeps moving. I can hear something. The couple in the pipe are getting followed by a demon. Shit, no, they're not Fletch. It's the girlfriend. She's a demon. He's dead. (laughs) So as they were crawling, she was slowly changing into one. They cut it to make it look like they were being pursued by one. Yeah, it's pretty clever. Pretty clever. That is that is an excellent, excellent scene. That is, I think that's my favourite bit in the film because it's I just could... so well done. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the punks are now inside, but they're just panicking just as much as the survivors that are in there. They're like, "This place goes nowhere." Punk girls goes and puts lipstick on in a mirror. She gets left behind, and then she gets killed by the scalp lady because she's in the fucking storeroom. Now she is dead. That's another one ticked off. 
Now, this is where you get the iconic image that we're saying earlier on about it's the uh, the old VHS cover of them all coming. There's a neon light and fog behind them, and they're all being led by the pimp guy coming up the stairs, and they've all got glowing eyes. I fucking love that. Love that image. Basically, everyone is fucked now because the demons are turned up. There's a lot of gore. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of hanging on lapels and saying this. The two girls and the two boys managed to get out. They've escaped. But everybody else is demon food. They've managed to crawl to safety through the chairs. It seems like there's like a maze of chairs that everyone's stuck in. <laughs> there's a maze of chairs and a maze of curtains in this theatre. Kathy has fainted during the whole fracas, which is understandable because it's quite a stressful situation. They get her into a storm and like, Kathy, you OK? She looks picky as fuck, Fletch. And she looks up and she says in a different voice, she says... This place, where am I? Who are you? Oh, shit, Fletch. It's going to fall, demon. She turns into the demon. So Ken just picks up a picks up a thing off the wall and smashes her fucking head in immediately. <laughs> He's not taking any chances. And then there were three people left. Cheryl's like, oh, my God, you smashed Kathy's head in. And he says the classic zombie line that you say in every film. He says, that's not the Kathy you know anymore. <laughs> But the body of Kathy is on the floor. She, she arches her back and then a wound opens and fingers come out and a whole demon emerges out of her back and it scratches Ken, infecting him and just fucks off into the theatre. And Ken's like, it got me! It got me bad! I'm gonna it, just goes, it just goes, boo, 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 and just runs off. <laughs> yeah. It just goes, oogity, boogity, boo. And he's like, it got me! It got me bad. I'm going to turn into one of those demon things. you got to get away from me, George. you got to get away. And he tries to run away. He's like, fight it, Ken. Fight the demon inside. He's like, why are you still here? I don't want you to see me like this. At this point, he's in the lobby. He's right by the motorbike with the samurai on its back, with the samurai sword. And he's like, wait, George, do me one last favor as a friend. And he says, sure, Ken, with tears in his eyes. Ken is on the turn now. He's proper going moldy. And he asks George, he, get, he takes down the samurai sword, the convenient samurai sword. And he says, I want you to kill me with this. And he's like, I can't do it, Ken, I can't do it. But then in zombie film tradition, he goes full zombie. So he just slashes him up like a motherfucker. Inside the auditorium, Cheryl is now surrounded, surrounded by all of the survivors who have become demon zombie filth. But it's OK, Fletch, because the door bursts open. George rides into the auditorium on the scrambler with his sword in his hand and he just chops the fuck out of all of the zombies in the thing. It's wicked. He's just riding around uh, with a samurai sword in his hand. He rides over the chairs. He rescues Cheryl like a powerful 80s white knight and he's just riding around chopping up demons while they're playing metal. He's going up the stairs, chopping up demons. Goes back down the stairs, chopping up demons. Demon street punks, they're having a go at him because they've all inspected now. One of them tries to hook him off a bike. And he's like, ah! Cheryl falls off the bike. This film's all right, isn't it? He gets up off the bike and he just starts fucking chopping. It's all clear. Our heroes are safe. But wait, a loud sound. It sounds like a helicopter. Maybe they're being rescued, Fletch. Maybe everything's okay. But no, a fucking great helicopter then smashes through the ceiling. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Do you know when this happened? Yeah. I thought I'd fell asleep. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't fallen asleep because I had a look and that just happened. Because I, I, yeah, I thought I'd fallen asleep because suddenly there was a helicopter there. Yeah. And I was like, wait, wait. No, that's it. They're like, they, they, they can hear the sound of a helicopter and then it just smashes through the ceiling. 
with two yeah. dead pilots in it. <laughs> it just drops in like it's the fucking Green Ranger. Like, this is a special episode. Boff. Uh, and then the demons get in. So they start it up. They try to start up the helicopter. And it, gets, it gets a few rotations and chops the head off all of the demons that are in there. And then it, they use the harpoon. There's a harpoon, conveniently. Yeah, all helicopters have harpoons on them. They use the harpoon from the helicopter to get the, they winch themselves out to freedom atop the cinema. They're just about to get out fresh and they hear clip clop, the clip clop of evil shoes. It's the fucking masked man from the start of the film. And he turns up and he just boots George down back down the fucking hole. And he's hanging on by a thread. And he's just like <laughs> laughing at him and punching him in the face and stuff, trying to get George to drop back down into the belly of the beast so the demons can eat him. But Cheryl, Cheryl, she arrives and she stabs him. She stabs the masked man with the harpoon through the back. And then they just fight him and they, they grab his face. They pull him over to two spikes and they bosh his head onto it. It's all over, Fletch. Is it over? They escape. They think it's done. But then they look up at a block of flats opposite and there's like loads of people, zombie people eating each other in the kitchen. They're like, Oh, what's happening? They go downstairs. There's demons everywhere. They run into the Berlin city night only to find that the world is now a post-apocalyptic demon nightmare, Fletch. And it's just all fucking kicked off while they've been in the cinema because the blind man got out, didn't he? And he started gobbling people. Oh, yeah. So he's just been out there spreading it this whole time with the coppers. Yeah. And they're just like, fuck. And they're running around. There's zombies everywhere. There's like mobs of zombies chasing them. <laughs> <laughs> like three punk post-apocalyptic barrels of fire all over the place. So they still had time to do that. They uh, just and naturally it... sprout up when the apocalypse happens. Naturally happen, yeah. Yeah. Have you been outside recently? They're sprouting that, up now. Is that what it's like in Derby Town Centre at night? Yeah, when I have to go to work, there's just barrels of fire everywhere. But it's okay because they get rescued by a family in a jeep. There's a, there's a guy, there's an old guy and his two kids. And they're tooled up. And they're just shooting the demons. And they're like, get in the Jeep. They look like the Irwin family. He's got like a, a, a Roger Moore style safari suit on. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a bright white Jeep. And he's got these two kids. They're tooled up. And George asks the man. He's like, where are you headed? And he says, out west. We saw lights in the sky. There must be someone there. There must be somewhere we can start a new life together. There must be hope. And you're like, yeah, this is the end. And they drive off. There's no demons left. But wait, Fletch. Cheryl turns into a demon in the Jeep and the fucking kid shoots her in the face with his shotgun. And that's how the film ends. Yeah, that's it. That's it's it. It's over. Done. It's done. Yeah. I fucking love that film. I don't know about you. Wait, that's not all of it. Where's that the rest is... of the film? That's it. The second demons film, we, we watched it not that long ago and it's really good. But basically, the same thing happens again. They show the film on television. And everyone in the world goes fucking mental, which is really good. But did you enjoy that? Yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's good. We like a bit of Italy. We like a bit of gore. And have we? I don't think we've actually done uh, Technically, this isn't really a zombie film, but we haven't done a zombie film yet, have we? Have we not? No, we've done films with zombies in them, such as um, Vamp. That has a zombie in it. Well, if we're honest... If I'm being honest, we actually don't do that many horror films. No, we don't. We don't. Not loads. It's because that's not what, not what it's all about. Like last week we did Blood Moon, which is a Kung Fu film. And the week before that we did Young Blood, which is a hockey film. 
just about it's, it's just about films. We're not good pigeon. Don't you pigeonhole me? Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that film. That is one of my favourites that I've, I've enjoyed for a few, a few times. And I remember, like I say, the thing that sticks in that film sticks in my head from being a kid is the teeth falling out and the actual front cover of them all coming up the stairs. But I fucking love it. And we probably will look at Demons 2 further down the line at some point later. So, Fletch, what have you got planned for the rest of the day? Are you feeling delicate? Yeah, I'm probably going to go back to bed. going to go back to bed. We got sent a, a short film. Oh, what was that? It's called The Amulet of Fear. Oh, well, should we chuck that in on Friday's show then? I don't know what it is. I literally just saw it on my Twitter feed. Well, we must look at it then. Okay, I will investigate this and report back. Okay, and we will see you on Friday when we do some more Fresh Frights and we'll be back next Tuesday when we are doing Wrestling Women versus Aztec Mummies. Awesome.